This is Dr. Liana Liana, and welcome to Exploring Happiness Science. And today I'm excited to have our guest, Dr. Colin Zhu, who is a primary care physician, board certified in family practice and lifestyle medicine. He's passionate about the intersection of medicine, food, and nutrition. He trained as a chef and health coach at the Natural Gourmet Institute for Health and Culinary Arts and the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Uh, and he was doing this uh, after completing his medical degree. And he's very motivated to impact many people uh, in his own unique way. And he's found uh, a way to do that through his book. And uh, we'll learn more about that as uh, Thrive Medicine, as well as his podcast uh, series called Thrive Bites. So welcome. And I'm particularly excited because uh, I want to learn more about what you do and the nutrition piece because nutrition is so important to happiness and that's why we, we're talking about it today. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, having me. I'm really excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about, uh, so you have the chef doc and so tell mm -hmm. us about that and how, how, that, how that came about to be and, and what's happening with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Chef Doc is pretty much an online wellness platform, um, really devoting on three things: uh, lifestyle medicine, which is, you know, I'm sure Dr. Liana is very, very familiar with. Um, it's using evidence-based lifestyle approaches to prevent, treat, and reverse chronic lifestyle-related diseases, and um, culinary medicine, where you're combining the art of culinary arts and the science of food and be able to use those two in combination to elevate one's health by, you know, simply put using food as medicine. Um, and the third component um, is Thrive Medicine, uh, which is a book, but also it's my contribution in terms of self-empowerment and how to elevate one's life um, and get them thriving. Um, so those are the three components of the Chef Doc. And the purpose and the spark of interest that created that was um, you know, I'm a son to a Chinese medical uh, mother, uh, Chinese medical doctor, and she's been still practicing uh, to four decades now. And she inspired me by teaching me about the human being and teaching me about the person behind the symptoms and the diseases and things like that. And I really got to enjoy a very prevent preventative, educational and holistic view on, you know, how to treat, you know, a, a patient. And so going through medicine, um, I wanted initially to combine East and West uh, forms of medicine. And later on, um, after going through a medical school, I found that, you know, I became more interested in nutrition and, you know, things like that. But as you know, Dr. Liana is, you know, we have a paucity of medical education in terms of nutrition. I think the last survey um, back in 2010 surveyed, you know, all nationally, you know, medical schools and 27%, you know, only required a form of a nutrition curriculum. And uh, for me personally, I only received 10 credit hours and it was in the form of biochemistry, which, you know, I'm sure in the audience knows it's, you know, there's way more stuff to it than just the different types of components of, you know, food. And so both of my parents cooked, um, you know, growing up and I was very familiar with being in the kitchen. And so, you know, I decided that I wanted to learn more about food and not just, you know, nutrition. And so I enrolled myself in the Natural Gourmet Institute after I graduated medical school. 
and I, it's a plant-based uh, and health supportive school and I wanted to learn more into that and um, I wanted to enhance what I was doing as a family physician after I graduated and that's how the the chef doc came about wonderful well that's that's a great story it sounds like you had some very solid and inspirational beginnings there and uh and t tell us a little bit uh, more about how you're helping others through uh the book and the and the podcast and and sort of what's been your experience and what are the uh, the take-home lessons there yeah um, so working as, uh, so after I graduated from my uh, training, um, I worked as a locum tenens physician and locum tenens is Latin for, you know, to hold a place. And basically I'm kind of like a traveling physician. And so I didn't want to stay put in one place. And I, uh, you know, I wanted to look at different types of practice settings and practice in different states. And so over a four year period, I practiced in four different states. Um, over seven, seven to eight different types of clinic settings. And I worked everything from, you know, a community health center to a private, uh, to a more government setting like the VA and Indian Health. And I learned a lot of experiences. And personally, I travel a lot. Um, personally, I've, I've been fortunate enough and grateful and humble to be able to touch every continent. Um, and so far, I've, you know, traveled to 35 countries. And so through those accumulated experiences, I wanted, I personally have been able to thrive, you know, on my own and, you know, know the feeling of being able to live life on my own terms and be able to kind of be in the driver's seat of one's life is how I typically counsel patients. And I've, uh, I've been able to kind of gather these different types of experiences, personal and professional, different types of per, uh, patient accounts and put it into a book, um, essentially. And the book is kind of half self-memoir and half, um, you know, really conveying self-empowerment in terms of, you know, not, you know, looking at society and, you know, society just kind of, in a way, wants you to, you know, you go to school, you go to work, you get, you know, have a family, get married, um, you do a job, and then you just somehow just perish, you know? and. I felt like there was much more to life, you know, than that. And so in the book, I kind of lay out, you know, chapter by chapter, different things that a human being experiences, you know, whether it's fear, whether it's love, whether it's obstacles in life, um, and then just kind of talk uh, talking about it through my own lens and breaking it down. And at the end of each chapter, there's action steps or call to action questions. And then after that, there's journal uh, journal pages where you can write it down and you know answer those questions. And so in a book, it's a very um, engaging and action oriented book, and it's not meant to you know just you know read and then you put down. It's really meant to read and then apply to your life and then take action. And so I really enjoy that through my own personal um, you know self you know uh, development uh, when I've you know researched a lot of different books. And I wanted to kind of give that back. The podcast is really um, kind of happened serendipitously. Um, it's uh, been out for a year now, and it started uh, in May of 2019, where I've, uh, you know, over time, I've really enjoyed the conversations. You know, um, you know, Liana, we've had many conversations. I've had a lot of conversations with mutual colleagues and in the health and wellness space. 
And we would have a lot of insights and a lot of light bulbs um, that would go off. And so I wanted to similarly in a conversational, uh, conversational style, be able to capture that, make it concise and be able to, you know, give that to other people, whether it's people in the general audience and whether it's healthcare professionals and be able to give them insights in terms of, you know, what they can do today. So on the podcast, I focused on three things as well, plant powered living, um, emotional wellness, you know, which, you know, Liana, you're very, very, you know, uh, heavily dwelled in and then thriving, you know, um, and so the three components I, you know, use and focus on in an interview show type of style. And um, so far it's been running to, if I just finished the second season and preparing for my third season and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's done well in terms of reaching many people as possible. And for me, it's, I wanted to impact, you know, more than my four walls of a primary care office setting. Terrific. And those are very valuable tools and resources for our audience out there, uh, both uh, the general audience as well as I'm sure health professionals who are looking to help their patients and looking for good resources for them. And since uh, in this podcast, we're very interested in the emotional well-being and particularly happiness. And there's data to show that uh, eating fruits and vegetables not only can prevent depression, it can treat depression it can also boost mood it's been associated with happiness of course we need more more mm -hmm. studies but these studies are very exciting uh, and there are many reasons of course to ha to have a healthy uh, whole food plant-based diet but uh, what's sort of your your uh, maybe pun intended in a nutshell uh, the connection between food nutrition and happiness so how how would you frame that and uh, in your experience yeah so what I what I've um, uh, over time is uh, through my experiences, you know, with with the chef doc work, you know, I've been able to you know hold demonstrations and hold workshops um, in various types of capacities, whether it's conferences or you know on a community type of setting, and I've noticed that you know over time and also through my work with you know, being a primary care physician, I've noticed that people are generally have more energy, you know, when you prescribe them. And generally I've been plant-based for six years now. And, uh, you know, I've been involved with the American College Lifestyle Medicine since 2013 uh, from a resident, you know, level. And, um, you know, and I've adopted it, you know, personally, because I feel that the power of being a community leader, being a role model, being a primary care physician, we need to be able to preach what we practice. And so since I've adopted it, I've noticed a lot of changes within myself, you know, um, and when I counsel patients, you know, they've told me in their own accounts is, you know, they gain more energy. Um, they feel like they feel lighter, they feel less bloated. Um, a lot of them have lost weight, you know, through the, and the science of calorie density versus nutritional density. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of them actually, actually, you know, and this wasn't really, uh, I, I didn't expect this, but also they've um, been able to reinforce their family connections. And I'll tell you why is because when the, one of the heavy things that I teach is going back to the kitchen and very, very basics, you know, we're not teaching people to be Michelin star chefs, but it's really about taking back your health you know, from your own kitchen because you get to control what goes into your food. 
And when you teach people a plant-based, you know, uh, lifestyle and you're teaching people how to, you know, be back in the kitchen, it's really basic and it requires very minimal skill set, very minimal, you know, tools and kitchen equipment and utensils. And then when they start doing it over time, they gain a lot of insights in terms of, oh, it's not that hard to begin with. And also they include their own family members. They foster and reinforce the relationships with their spouses and with their children. And that's what we need to do in a modern society where we're constantly, you know, bombarded and heavily distracted by, you know, all these different things in terms of the internet, social media, news. And, you know, we, we have a lot of things that pull our attention. And so one of the things that, you know, really, really uh, I value is, you know, relationships and that you value as well, Liana. And there was like a 70 plus year Harvard study, you know, uh, capturing this um, in, you know, in terms of the number one thing that contributed to, you know, happiness was, you know, relationships. And I think it's very important to, you know, in a way you're using food to be able to foster, you know, those relationships. And um, I think it's very important. And I think that cooking can be, you know, a great tool to be able to contribute towards that. That's terrific. Absolutely. The, the time in the kitchen is about creating that healthy food that nourishes us inside and then building and, and uh, creating those relationships with family and friends. Uh, and that is an, an important component of well-being and happiness. So uh, I absolutely agree. And, and thanks for framing that so well for us and from your experience. So is there perhaps one piece of uh, advice, one pearl that you might give the folks that are listening today about your experiences in this realm of food, nutrition, self-empowerment, and emotional well-being? Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, obviously we're in 2020, we're in the year of the pandemic and, you know, not to make it focus on the pandemic, but the pandemic, what it does is that it re reshifts, you know, how we view life. And, um, you know, because we are spending more time indoors, it gives us a great opportunity to, you know, do those various things. You know, if you are not someone that cooks, you know, maybe you could, you know, add and help out in the kitchen, you know, or maybe you can actually start cooking, you know, and start, you know, taking back your health because, you know, you have less options, what I like to call outsourcing your food, whether it's takeout, delivery, restaurants, sitting in a restaurant, fast food, things like that. And why not actually start back in the kitchen would be my first tip. Second tip is, you know, really taking the time out to, you know, continue to re reinforce and foster relationships. And I feel like, you know, in life, you know, and not to go very deep or, you know, existential or spiritual, but, you know, you know, when you come into life, you know, you really didn't come in with anything tangible. And when you leave life, you know, AKA when you pass on or kick the bucket, <laughs> quote, quote, unquote, you know, you don't, you're not able to bring anything with you. And so, you know, why not reframe how we look at things that are tangible, you know, in terms of money, in terms of cars, in terms of houses, in terms of all the material things that we've collected and accumulated over life. And why not shift our attention and our time to reinforcing, you know, relationships and, re and reconnecting with people that you, you probably may not have been able to, you know, I've been able to, you know, reconnect with people from my childhood, reconnect with people from my high school and continue to reconnect, 
you know, people, you know, that are supportive, you know, if you have those uh, people in your life and bridge those gaps, because those are super important to, you know, I'm sure, you know, for your episodes, people learn, you know, for your emotional, mental and physical health, because there's so many studies and science that shows that they're all connected and interrelated with one another. Absolutely. They really are. Every aspect of a healthy lifestyle uh, affects the other aspects of a healthy lifestyle, whether we're physically active and uh, eating that plant-based diet, connecting with others, getting our sleep. Uh, avoiding those uh, substances that are bad for us, etc. So they all reinforce each other, and they all together build uh, the, our positive emotions and and help us to to feel more energetic and feel empowered to do more with our lives and to be our best selves. So that's uh, so that's well well put, and it's also very meaningful uh, of coming from you who are practicing. You know, with patients on the front lines, I no longer see patients, so it's it's nice to to get that reinforcement from from someone who's working with mm-hmm, patients mm-hmm. and uh, and that you are uh, seeing how people are thriving, to use your favorite word, <laughs> um, through through mm-hmm. these connections and interconnections. So that's uh, terrific. Well, we're gonna wind down uh, this e- episode as our episodes tend to be brief, but before uh, we say goodbye, do you have any other comment or, or last word for our listeners? No, I wanted to thank you and uh, thank you for having me on your show and I really, really appreciate it. And uh, you know, for those out in the audience, if you want to reach uh, reach out to me, um, I have you know a website um, it's www chefdoczoo.com, uh, C-H-E-F-D-O-C-Z-H-U.com. And um, on that website, you know, if you're interested, it have links to my book and the podcast. And I want to thank you for doing the work that you do and continue to do. And, uh, you know, everyone out there, you know, you know, we're in this together. So, you know, you're not alone um, and uh, we have each other's back and, you know, support one another. And I want everyone to keep thriving. So... Thank you so, so much. Uh, Very wonderful uh, last uh, words for this podcast. Thank you for joining us and keep up the good work. And we'll do this uh, together. Take care and be safe and well, everyone. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.